Dear Podcast, the 90th edition of the Oh Dear Podcast. We're working our way to 100 very soon. I don't like that we can quit, right? (laughs) (laughs) The 100th extravaganza will be. We're just trying to get it into, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Syndication. Once we get 100, we're in syndication. (laughs) How do we stop and then count our money? I would love to submit, uh, like, just like somehow you get an, uh, submit our podcast to a television executive's email and go, do you want to syndicate this on UPN or whatever? <laughs> on me TV. <laughs> it's just on antenna TV. And like, they're like, do you even have video? Like, no, we didn't get video for that one, but you can just yeah. put the audio on. <laughs> Not for the first <laughs> 60. But, <laughs> Uh, my name is Christian Durant, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries thereof. And uh, with me, as always, are Nick Whitmer and Brett Rabel. Yo, yo, yo. Neither of us have as neatly cut introductory bio as Christian Durant. <laughs> well, you know how you get to Carnegie Hall, don't you? I think Chris, <laughs> that's right. I think Christian is usurping Whitmer as broadcaster in chief of the Odeon podcast. Oh, 100%. You know? Well, it's only because we're not in the studio. If we're in the studio, it's back on Wit. That's yeah, true. Exactly. That's true. But Wit, how does it feel? I feel like Christian might be a better broadcaster at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got so many, so many people were commenting about Whitmer's uh, ad reads before. He's like, dude, Whitmer's really good at reading ads. <laughs> Wait, we found your true talent. <laughs> I guess. No, there's no ads to read, though. We don't have any sponsors anymore. So <laughs> I'm just being anyway. wasted on just general fucking hosting. <laughs> Wait, what are your thoughts on uh, going on stage? This would be an awesome set. To go on stage and to just literally read a Squarespace ad and then go, all right, guys, thank you. That's my time. <laughs> and then, like, like literally for stand-up, it'd be like a 90-second set or whatever, like a 55-second yeah. set and just – and then leave. And if people ask, be like, yeah, it's just, you know, I – was just trying to take out an ad for Squarespace. It'd be funny, like in a podcast, how they just throw the ads in the middle, like the, yeah. all the comics perform. And then I just run up there and I'm like, you know, brought to you by Squarespace. And then I get finished and I'm like, and then the next comic comes up and just does his act. Yeah. You don't introduce him. Like you don't, you almost yeah. just like do straight the ad and then leave the stage. <laughs> that would be amazing if you just did it in the middle of your set. Like you just hit <laughs> a punchline and you go, Hey guys, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> and then right after go. So go online and go to squarespace.com. Don't forget so anyway, to type in the code word. I, I, I think, I think that you should say like, yeah, I've been at the top of your set. Like, yeah, I've been just like doling out uh, pieces of my stand up for sponsors and then like almost move on by it. Like, yeah. don't do it then. Just be like, anyway, um, so if it's weird, just excuse it. Anyway, and then do like your first whatever normal bit about, you know, being black in America or whatever. <laughs> That's pretty much 90% of my material. Okay. Oh, no, Whitmer, Whitmer really knows how to talk about the black experience in his stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's really like, it's just from watching all the movies, you know? The one where the, the white girl goes into the black neighborhood and fixes it with her dancing. <laughs> it's just funny that those movies are, oh man, I love those movies where like 
the, the eighth graders teach him how to like rap or break dance. And the, the yeah. teacher's always like, did you know Shakespeare's actually rap? Too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And the kids are like, what? what? No, no way. Mrs. Davis. <laughs> And then one of the kids gets shot. The, the kid who was doing the smart the one, the promising yeah, the one, the kid who's yeah. really just about to turn it all around gets shot. <laughs> I mean, the the pinnacle of those movies is Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer. That's like the epitome of that movie. Really? And yeah, I think so. It's. What? I mean, there's Stand and Deliver, which is an '80s movie uh, with Edward James almost, but H- Hillary Swank. Oh my God! Yeah, Freedom Riders. Was Freedom Riders, I believe. Was it? There's yeah. that one with Danny DeVito called Renaissance Man. Is that he, right? Like, yeah, he was like a teacher who like had to go. He got like fired or something, and then had to go teach like a group of military people or something. And they were all yeah. black people, and they were all like young and in basic training, and that was like their education. I would get why the hell they even had to do it. But it had like the moment where like the young promising one gets like arrested with drugs or something like that. It was just like, <laughs> but then, but then that the police planted on him, like even though he's an eighth grader, <laughs> he's like a fucking thirteen year old shooting hoops at the nearby park. <laughs> That's really uh, funny, dude. Danny DeVito is quietly like, if you if you just flip channels. There's a chance Danny DeVito is going to be in one of the movies that you flipped. It's, like, it's Danny DeVito <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson, dude, yeah. are the two guys that have never been the lead number one actor. Yeah. Like for the most, I think, but like not really like everything Samuel L. is in is he's like the third character or he's, Usually. he's in the orbit of ensemble. Mm hmm. But he's always Samuel. You're always like, oh, shit. Samuel Sam Jackson. Yeah. He's, he's always good, but he's always Sam. Yeah, but he's and he's always like he might even be the most famous never been a leading man dude. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. he's been a leading man in a couple movies. Yeah, but, um, but it's he uh he's uh I don't know, he's amazing. Like I used to when I was younger and like whenever you're like 19 and you just want to hate on everything, I used to complain that Samuel L. Jackson just plays Samuel L. Jackson in movies. But if you ever watch Django, like that dude is insanely good at acting. That would be like, so racist un- to say he was playing Samuel. <laughs> yeah, that would be the most racist sentence. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, I thought he was just playing himself, and then I watched Django, and I was like, dude, the same thing oh, again. What? <laughs> that's that would be that's an idea, right? What the hell, dude? Show me some range, Samuel. L. I don't act like you just do every day. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh boy! Um, yeah. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, uh, like him and Danny DeVito, I say it's weird. Like comic actors age so well as far as acting ability. Like John Goodman and Danny DeVito are like the greatest actors. <laughs> like they're so good yeah. in everything, and uh, but they're they never get acknowledged for anything. I don't think. Yeah, That's Ted true. Danson. Like if you're funny, if you're a funny actor, you you can your your career is so much longer. You have to like like to be in Anthony Hopkins lane is like fucking so. There's like one movie for you a year. Yeah, but it's always perfect. Well, because it's Anthony Hopkins, but as soon as he dies, it's like ugh. Do we have? Yeah, but he's been doing the like fifty year old creeps character for about thirty two (laughs) years, like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his whole career, he's just been playing like fifty-year-old creeps. It feels like, 
<laughs> yeah, I like Anthony. I heard him talking about. Um, no, he's great. I heard him talking about it. I was listening to a podcast and they're talking about method acting and like how annoying method actors are. And Anthony Hopkins is like, just do your fucking job and go home and be yourself. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, fucking thank you, Anthony Hopkins. It's a yeah. fucking job, dude. You don't have to become another person. It's so annoying. Yeah. Yes, yeah, said by a non-artist. Um. <laughs> you don't get it, Wit. You don't get it, dude. Uh, I heard Daniel Day-Lewis kind of talk about it once. He's very reticent to talk about it, but he yeah. mentioned that like his quote on it, and I'm probably misquoting him or getting it totally wrong, but he was kind of like, if you had the opportunity to like play Bill the Butcher or whatever, like and you get to be that guy for two months. Like, why wouldn't you just be him for two months out of your life? I don't know. Like, Cause you have bills and like a job <laughs> and like you, you have a family and you have to like talk to your niece and you shouldn't be bill the butcher when you talk to your niece. Your, your <laughs> wife is like, like, yeah, your wife is like, Hey Daniel, you got to go to the doctor. And he's like, doctor, do you mean apothecary? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Oh God damn it. Yeah, sure. Apothecary. <laughs> It's so, so funny because like, I remember reading when he was playing Lincoln. I think I've, I might have said this, but when he was playing Lincoln, he would send text messages to Sally Field, who was playing his wife. And like, My beloved. <laughs> like, you're, you're sending text messages as Lincoln, you douche. <laughs> like you're using a fucking iPhone. You're not Lincoln. Yeah. What are you doing? But like the thing is, is if you were truly Lincoln, and this is what we get wrong, like, Listen, yeah, Abraham Lincoln wrote some really beautiful stuff about racial equality, but also he would be certainly racist by today's standards. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like totally. there was stuff he said on like the campaign trail about like basically to quiet a crowd like, whoa, I'm not saying a black man and a white, an, a black man and a white woman should get married. No one's yeah. saying that here. <laughs> he would have crazy. To, like he, I, there are actually, I think in the Lincoln Douglas debates, like, and it was cause du- the other guy, Douglas, or yeah, was it Douglas? Yeah. Was like, um, stowing up, uh, fomenting like racial hysteria of like, you know, they're fucking our women. And Lincoln would have to like walk that back to meet it in the middle of like, we're not yeah. going to let him marry, but you know, maybe they're not just fucking our women. Yeah. <laughs> like that version of it or something. And by today's standards, he'd be called a coward. Like you coward. How dare you? But back then he was like a fucking Che Guevara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the most radical person. It's like that video circulated like, uh, like maybe within the last year of uh, the woman, so McCain was doing one of his like town halls and like answer, answering oh, questions. Yeah. And like the woman is like, I don't trust Obama. He's a Muslim. And he goes, <laughs> he stops her and he goes, Obama is a, is a nice family man. And like that got construed as he's implying that Muslims can't be nice family men. I'm like, shut up. No. Shut up. Like, God damn it. You can't just like let a moment be a moment and let like it has to mean more than it is. And you have to like ham fist your stupid politics in there to get credit. Well, he, it's, you, dude. it's like I, I like the I would imagine that like the the intonation of what he's trying to do is like, don't freak out. He, that woman is basically using Muslim as like terrorist or psycho person. And he's saying he's reasonable. It's yeah. not like he's, yeah, it's, 
And in a moment, you can say a thing that can be construed as imperfect, but you know he was trying to say he's a good person. <laughs> yeah, like, you just have to look at the intent of it. like, And then also look at the bastardization of politics under Trump and how Trump would have just ran with that. As a matter of fact, he started that <laughs> to begin with. But like in the same situation where if somebody asked him about Joe Biden, he'd be like, yeah, you know, I think Sleepy Joe is a... Muslim, what you know? Who who could know? You know, like I want to know. One thing I want to know is like, and I don't know if this has been shown, but like, where the fucker? Where's Joe Biden's birth certificate? Like, I want to see. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that nobody asked for that. Like, I don't know, man. Like, how do I know he wasn't born in fucking? Because he's white, Brett. Come on, dude. <laughs> well, let me he's see white. his birth certificate then. The thing I love going back just a second about that video of the woman going like, uh, I don't like him because he's a secret. He's a Muslim and blah, blah, blah. And then John McCain goes, uh, no, he's not. He's not a Muslim. He's a nice family man. He's a good American. She, and she just goes, he's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I read it. He said, he's not. He's not. She goes, oh, like she's so dumb. That where she did can't she, like, like <laughs> this is like why it's hard to blame social media and Facebook because like that was like 2007. That woman wasn't following a QAnon page on Facebook. Like <laughs> she heard Obama's a Muslim from somewhere else. Like probably her like street. It's really yeah. it's really not social media as much as it is just like an error or not even an error. Just. It's just humans. Humans are dog shit, easily manipulated. But uh, we are. Like, we are, yeah. Like there's a thing, and there's a thing in in sports betting. Like you can look. Some websites will publish like the money. Like so, let's say like um, the, well, the example actually happened this weekend, but the opposite. So the Packers are playing the Rams, uh, and everybody and their mother was on the Packers. Like you looked okay. at the bets and it said like 85% of the money and 87% of the bets are on the Packers in any other situation. Like I'm telling you, this is like, if you're a sports better, if you look at that, you always bet the other way because you win all the time because it's like the, it's like the mass opinion is always wrong. And it's because that's humans are just dumb. Like that's what right. we do. Like we overlook details uh, we I, go for the I, easiest way of understanding. It's always black or white. Well, uh, yeah, it, it, it's oh, like no, no. It's just like the it's the easiest. So, so well, I guess dumb. going back to social media, it's not like social media is was designed to intentionally divide us. No, it was designed to show us the things that we like, and it, that and they're judging what we like on what we click on. But it didn't really account for that people click on things that they hate and they engage with things that they hate and things that piss them off way more than things that we but like. This is this is the central like difference between how we used to ingest media, television, entertainment, news. Is like we would turn on a channel or open a paper and go, what do you got? But n now <laughs> we go, what do I want? You know what I yeah. mean? It's it's yeah. like, uh, what do I get to get? And it's not like, you know. Yeah. If only there's someone could tell me how to think. It'd be great. I would have to save yeah. so much time and just having somebody else tell me what I'm supposed to believe and think. And it would be really awesome but and just convenient. To so they point. go to like Tucker Carlson because they're like, I like Tucker Carlson. So if he thinks that I, why am I better than Tucker Carlson? Let me just believe it. It's like he either like he tells it like it is. It's like, no, he tells it like you think it is. 
and yeah. other people tell it like you think it is too, or like other people think it is. Like he isn't the central one keeping it real, and everyone's yeah. only full of shit. Like it's a it is a mixture. Like Tucker Carlson's full of shit, and also says parts of the truth. You know what I mean? Like he does. Yeah. It's just he only says a certain segment of the truth to confirm a narrative, yada, yada, yada. So it's like lies by omission, incidental or intentional. I think leaning toward intentional when it's media. Um, but well, yeah, it's almost like we were uh, it's like a society educated with uh, by textbooks with the answers in the back. So you just go in the back <laughs> looking for the answers, and you don't have to critically think about what the uh, the problem. Yeah, that's you don't have the problem solved whatsoever. You don't actually, you, you never learn when the answers are in the back because you just yeah, flip, you kind of like try for like like a cur- like a, just a little, and yeah. then you're like, all right, I kind of I would get this, and then you yeah you tell yourself like oh I got, I got it, and yeah, then you're, yeah. you're like oh yeah that's where I was going with it, and then you the smart student. This is what the this is what there's two camps of people, the, the regular students who just go. Um, they do the test and they look at the back. Ah, I didn't get it. I didn't get this one right. Let me change it. Let me change this one. Let me change the answers to the correct answer. Then there's the smart kids that are like, I'm going to do the math problem, look up the answer in the back and see if, and confirm if it's wrong. Let me go back and see what I did wrong. Whereas <laughs> the other student doesn't go back and sees what they did or wrong. There's the, or there's the total idiots who just go caught like flip, copy, flip, copy, flip, copy, flip, yeah. copy. Like they don't even, they don't even remember what they wrote down. No. <laughs> and they're justifying it. They're like, well, I'm not going to be an accountant. So why the fuck do I have to know this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, it reminds me of sometimes like all occasions. Occasionally play chess online and um, like just chess.com. I play a computer. I'll play just, you know, whatever. And sometimes if I raise the computer difficulty, I'll turn on advice, move advice. And mm-hmm. like it can yeah. basically like advise a move. And yeah. then what it ends up becoming is like, I just will click that and be like, yeah, that's definitely what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it just becomes a computer playing itself. Yeah, like a slightly better computer playing an intentionally tamped down computer. <laughs> and, and the whole time I'm just going like, oh, for sure. Like, yeah, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I always win when I do that way. I tried to do that one time and I just turned it, the computer on hard just to see like how quick I could get owned. Uh, yeah, it's like, was it? dude, it's like six moves. I'm done. <laughs> like <laughs> like the, the goal of the game isn't to win. It's to last long. And I still can't do it. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I, I mean, I chess ratings are an interesting thing. You know, I yeah, tried, is like, I, go ahead, Christian. No, I was just going to say, I think I tried playing or learning chess for like two months on the computer. And then like, it was kind of like the same thing with you, Brett. Like I tried it on easy mode. And then once I was like, Oh, I'm fucking getting good at this. <laughs> once, once I switched it to level two, I got dominated <laughs> to a point where I didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> I'm getting good at this plays three matches <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> against their, like their like bot. That's like 
literally playing a dog like yeah <laughs> in the avatar it's like it's a puppy like they have avatars for like uh yeah. it's so funny to think I, I like puzzle games like i like doing crossword puzzles i find like tetris is like weirdly therapeutic and like trying to figure out stuff like that like but chess is one of those weird ones because when you play people in person a lot of times it's like people who have memorized like four or five different ways of beating somebody quickly. Yeah. So you're just going against their memory. And I always like, I'm like, isn't this supposed to be like you versus me? And like, I do a move and then you look at my move and go, okay, what is he trying to accomplish here? Let me try this move. Like, I just find that it's tough sometimes to actually have like a match with somebody. Cause like when I did chess club for like two minutes in high school, like they just, they were teaching you moves. You're like, do this move, then this move, then this move, then this move, then this move. And you can beat the average player in like 15 moves. And I'm yeah. like, so you're just memorizing 15 steps. You're doing like a recipe. You're not like, like mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so like, I don't know. I was, I was kind of bummed out when I, when I, when I discovered that. Cause I always yeah. thought of chess as this like thinking man's game where like, it's like uh, opponent, and but like it you is. try to it's like both. well when it's played right i think but like when you're playing somebody who like learned that way it's like it's annoying leave it, leave it to wit to not know the sport and go this is how it's played right um, <laughs> no, but but no no wait, wait, hold on wait, let me say something here i because I, I agree with you i think it's a really interesting like discussion point and there was a famous chess there's a famous chess player and grandmaster named magnus carlson have you heard of him yeah yeah, he's, he's like the wonderkind, and he's number one. And I, I watched a documentary about like kind of his come up when he when he rose to number one, and his final <laughs> his come up playing street chess, <laughs> 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 playing pickup chess in the hood. shirts versus skins. <laughs> yeah. Yo yo yo! I got next. I got next. <laughs> There's one like his <laughs> one very elderly black like almost stately guy is the one teaching him. Yeah. Sorry, oh, I interrupted. It's not the size of the pawn in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the pawn. But, well, it's um, like that movie. Sorry, it's like the movie uh, Searching for Bobby Fisher. Have you guys? Yes. To- and there's Toby yeah. McGuire. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is like the you got to come and get my king. Like he's, <laughs> he's exactly that. He's like the old street hustler chess guy who teaches him by the, <laughs> like street chess. By the way, have you ever run into those guys at like Union Square Park and they're like they're like, you know, like I don't know, borderline homeless dudes. Yeah. And they're like they're geniuses. Yeah, exactly. They're like, "Come on, come play me." Like like, yeah. dude, I know you would fucking. I'm not an idiot who thinks, oh, this guy who plays chess every day, oh, he's yeah. poor and black. I can take him. Like, no, you, you fucking. This is what you do. Yeah. This is how you buy booze. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys don't. By the way, you you pay them to play them. You don't. You're not yeah. gambling against them. If you beat them, you don't get the money. Yeah. Oh, is that how some of them do right? it? Yeah, yeah. It's like literally like I did it one time and I was like, oh, I don't get anything. And they're like, no. I mean, he could have just been like hustling me, but like I just understood it as like it's like five dollars a game. Whoever wins gets five bucks from the other person. But it's they're like, no, you're I'm you're paying for a game of chess that I am providing you. (laughs) So you just gave him five bucks to play. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I think they take that stance after they lose. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, and it's like, what am I going to do? I'm, what am I going to do? Insist that that guy gives me five dollars? Yeah. 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 officer, <laughs> this homeless man who used a nugget of shit as a pawn in our game. Yeah. <laughs> you give me five dollars, you bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not going to get that money back. But there are but people again, too. Those are groups of people that like memorize a whole bunch of moves and they, cause they just do them every time you sit down. Exactly. Right. And that's, that's a style of play. Like the Magnus Carlson, he was playing this famous Indian grandmaster. Um, and, uh, what is his name? I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. But, um, that guy, Vishnianand, Vishnianand, his whole okay. strategy Magnus Carlsen is like what Re- Wit is referencing of like this very classical, like I make my moves as I make my moves. And there's like, it's like the artistry of it. And Inan was like um, the, I'm a computer. I've studied so hard. I've memorized yeah. every game there can be to memorize. So it's kind of, it was just like an interesting battle between really contrasting. Even I don't even know chess. And it's just interesting to hear about like, one guy is like in the moment and the other guy is like pure preparation. Yeah. Like rote studiousness. Well, it's like, I, I don't really like, I don't, the result is like, I don't know. You want to win obviously, but like I played Madden online against people who like, they run the same play every time because they found that there's like a glitch in the computer and no matter what you do, the play is going to work. So they just run the yeah. same play. And I'm like, is this fun for you? <laughs> like, is does the result, does the result matter that much to you that you have to resort to this? Cause to me, yeah. if you tell me that I can win every game, but in exchange for that, I have to run the same play every, I would be like, no, nah, that's not fun. It's like, right. it's supposed to be about like the, the way you do it. Isn't, doesn't that matter? You know what I, like, you know what it, I it say to that? To well, one, real quick, it goes to stand up real quick because we've all known comedians who just like do the hackery factory shitty ass jokes and you know that those jokes are going to work in a club atmosphere and they do the same jokes every night, hack shit, and it's like, don't you care how you do well, not just that you're doing well? <laughs> mm. uh, to bring it to two things, to bring it to like, stand up and um even jazz for that matter like when you improv in jazz you're basically just you basically have to know all the scales so all the scales are like the the um right like whatever key you're in so if you know the scale like da 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 right if you know the scale for the particular key that you're in you can kind of just hit those notes every single time. Christian, if we're talking about music or jazz, I can probably take it from here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But 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 like, that's a long way of saying you basically have to like study all the moves in order to know where you are at a given time. So it's kind of like, there's, I get that. And it's also like in comedy, let's say you have a joke, you have a joke that you've practiced or like you, let's say you have a joke you wrote about, canadians right that's not really in your set but then you're doing crowd work and then somebody's like oh i'm from canada and you fucking hit them with that perfect joke it sounds it seems like improv but it's like it's because you you know you did the work yeah and it just and it kills that's like the perfect almost blend of like what making stuff or trying to be compelling is like trying to mix being like you are able to be more present when you've prepared in a way yeah like, it's just like if, you know, hey, here are the lines for the sketch or the shoot or whatever. Yeah. Like, 
you you don't want to like like beat know him so well that like you can't even remotely stray from him like you think this right. is the word choice of the yeah uh, but then you also don't want to be like all right, I'll, I'm I'm just gonna feel it out right when I get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like You're stumbling through your lines. Yeah, yeah. Like even like Robert Downey isn't just like I'll, I'll just figure it out. I, what's the movie about? I don't even need to know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I, I always remember the um Apocalypse Now documentary where Francis Ford Coppola is talking to Dennis Hopper and he didn't know his lines. And the whole, and he's like all drugged out. And France Four Couple is like, if you know your lines, you can forget them, which is so like, just a real kind of like true thing. And it's so funny because Dennis Hopper is so drugged out that he goes, wow. Like he has this like high moment of like, that's fucking deep, man. But uh, it's true though. Like if you know your lines, and that's why Stanley Kubrick used to do like millions and millions of takes because it's like, you know, the lines are just, I just want something different. It's like, if you said something 95 times, you're going to say a weird way. Nineties on 96. Right. So maybe that's more interesting than take 47. Mm. Totally. Maybe we should prepare more for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was like looking up stuff on here. Did you see, uh, Alec Baldwin's off Twitter now? I would have loved, hold on. If Christian goes, I was looking up stuff in the news and, uh, See Trump's getting impeached again. <laughs> and he's like, what's, what, what's that all about? What's going on here? Dude, I saw a story that this these guys got arrested for doing a house party. And their defense was that they weren't aware of what COVID was because they don't watch the news. <laughs> and it, it literally just happened like in December. I'm like, dude, what, fuck you. I know. What did you think was going on when all your favorite restaurants were closed? Like, and they're wearing masks and like everybody was like, what the fuck, dude? You're just like, what? what is, what's going on? <laughs> uh, that's um, them trying to have like, it's like legally might be unprovable that they did. Uh, they obviously did know, but there might be some like total admission of that's how you can get it or a lesser crime is like, oh, I wasn't even aware it was a crime. Yeah, you know I don't I mean? know. I, 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 I always heard that ignorance is not uh, a suitable defense for breaking the law. Yeah, but it ignorance might be a lesser is what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I should try and, you know, kill someone and be like, oh, I didn't I haven't read the Constitution. <laughs> is that not cool? <laughs> <laughs> is there not a purge day? What's going on? I thought. Oh, um, did you see? uh yeah, I don't know. This is the last day of Trump's presidency. This, as we were, it is, guys, Tuesday. the very last one. Wit, you did sound emotional. What are your favorite memories? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Let's look back at the past four years. Well, I'm upset because well, vitamin C's graduation plays. <laughs> and then it's fucking footage of him doing the the, the Down syndrome arms where we're like yeah. Jesus who with your love? yeah i can't wait to be like indifferent about the president again it's gonna be awesome yeah isn't it gonna be great where he's like what did he do oh yeah that's what they do i will give trump credit i've never I've brushed up on so much United States civics. Like I really have like, I've been like, wait a second, can he object to the electoral votes? And then I had to go read all the things and I'm like, Oh no. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You're like, dude, the Pennsylvania state legislature allows for that because of a, a writ of 
procedural change they made <laughs> in 1998. I've never yeah, known more all... about civics since like eighth grade. I know he's forced us all to be able to pass the citizenship's test now. But we, we all know it. We paid attention to the Trump presidency like it was a TV show, and there was this revolving cast of characters that, like, because I would sometimes tune out. Like you just like zone out of what's what he's doing, and you know I'm white and I can it's chill. So like, um, no, but like, and then when you would miss some of what was happening, like I missed the Russia season. Like I didn't see that season, <laughs> and that's why like when names would come up, it was almost like skipping some Game of Thrones where they're like you know Robert Mueller, and I'm like, wait, is that a good guy or a bad guy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know you remember. You remember season one of Sean Spicer? <laughs> <laughs> the Spicer episodes are like, wait, I can't yeah. remember. Was he there? You know, whatever that FBI Comey. I'm yeah. like, is Comey yeah. good or bad? Who is he? Yeah. Is he a what Dark was that guy? The Mooch guy. What was his name? Galamucci or Scaramucci, something? Yeah. Who was on Scaramucci. The like this guy I, I saw is our is literally calling Trump a Nazi now. I know. I'm like, man, this guy really parlayed. He like worked for the guy got the press secretary job, resigned like the next day. And now was like, God, oh, dude's a Nazi. I'm yeah, like, where did this guy come from? He's the most opportunistic guy ever. Like, how did you infiltrate the Trump administration to get the press secretary job and then quit the next day and be like, what a Nazi dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> gets job, quits next day. And then next day he's got a book coming out called he's a yeah. Nazi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah, he was on bill maher a lot uh afterwards after he left and he's just yeah he's always shitting on trump he's like he's like he's gonna win again <laughs> he's like i may not like the guy but he's gonna win again yeah yeah i'm honestly surprised he didn't maybe they did cheat it's not over <laughs> oh my god it's not over till it's over. over oh my god um, can't, can you yeah. imagine? Yeah, I, dude, he's got know. fucking. He's got twenty three hours now and f- sixteen minutes to fucking we, overturn this. We got to talk about how QAnon is just, and I think every piece of entertainment, where is everything is just an excuse to buy merch, and yeah. I think <laughs> QAnon is completely in line with that truth. That I right. think there is someone out there who figured out these message boards and stuff. And came up with a really compelling, that's a cool sounding term, like QAnon. Like you have to, it has to be catchy. And he really nailed the branding. Yeah. But he's just fucking selling sweatshirts and selling headbands and arm t-shirts. And the guy's- You know it's not a real guy. Because if it was a real guy, he would step forward and be like, I I, I, I need some money for that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it doesn't sell as well if it's like QAnon made by, you know- Brian Stevenson, who like has a bachelor's from Tulane, like we, it's more compelling that we don't know who Q is and you don't have to have any legitimacy that you can just be like, yeah, Q's in the white house. It would yeah, be great it, if it was Q was Trump the whole time. And, <laughs> and then he's just like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> it's all the you might as well just, say it. I Dude, he's not well. even clever enough to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like Q has turned into like a, a horoscope for retards where they're just like, what, what does it say and what does it mean and how does it affect? And it's like, there's no way he's even clever enough to come up with that. His ideas are terrible, like Trump's university and Trump's steak. Like, there's no way he's clever enough to do that. Stephen Miller, probably. He's probably Q. Well, that well, that was like their reasoning. Someone was telling me one of the 
clues for Q was like on an Easter day speech, Trump had an ornament ornament behind him that had 17 dots on it. What letter is Q in the alphabet? Yep. 17. Something like Dude, that. And I was, yeah. you're like, oh my God. Like, Dude, it's not what? a Marvel movie. It's fucking <laughs> like, like no, even in Marvel movies, sometimes like if you'll look at stuff like WandaVision just came out this past week and people are like going into that. If you look at this frame, there's three, uh, there's a, a jug of wine that says, Maison du Mepris, which is actually House of M. Like, okay, they took that, they went to that length, but it's but, not that serious. Yeah. But you know, yeah. like, it's also like, how dumb are you that you think that you cracked the code, but the deep state didn't? Like, yeah. he's, so he's just li- leaving little clues here about their plan and what they're doing, and he's being all coy about it. And you think that the people who are, the only people who actually are smart enough to catch on it are you. And your fucking people of Walmart.com crew. Like, this is like the most, like, it just shows to show you how delusional people are and how there's, it goes back to the thing I read that said that the study came out about who are, who believe in conspiracies the most. And it's narcissistic people with low self esteem. It's people who have such low self esteem, but they're Wait, I don't, I don't believe in conspiracies. <laughs> that they're willing to just like, everything revolves around them and they're being the only one who knows what's really going on. I know what's really going on, but they're all really, they don't have enough self-esteem to, to accomplish anything in life. They're, they're not, they're not like a person who puts their energy into like being good at their career or like rising and whatever the fuck. There's these people who just live in their little small bubble that they're obsessed with because that's the place where they're comfortable. This little conspiracy bubble where they can be like the man, well, smart so one who knows all the real information. It's pathetic. My brother was telling me a story about uh, a Q supporter or believer, conspiracy theorist, who got sucked mm-hmm. into that world. And in the article, it mentioned that in like 2017, her social media posts per month were like, it was like 10. And then cut to today and she posts like 50 memes a day. And you're like, oh my God, it's like so hard for me to post about my hour special I spent seven years (laughs) trying to write. How the fuck do you share 50 things a day? What is your, your life literally just be be the phone. Like it's like hard to share something. I feel like I know one guy who, uh, who's, um, on Facebook, who's a big Trump guy. And like, I just went on his page just cause I, I was looking for a specific meme that he posted <laughs> and I went back and I was like, I couldn't find it because he had been posting meme after meme after meme. And then like in between, it was like a Trump meme, Trump meme, then like a photo of a car, Trump meme, Trump meme, photo of a classic car. But each one was like, the first one was like posted 32 minutes ago. The next one was like posted 32 minutes ago, posted 31 minutes ago, 31 minutes. Ago. Like he was just on a spree going fucking nuts like that's that's, that's fanaticism that's whatever so you're posting it's unhealthy like yeah just, exactly even if you have a movie coming out that second it's weird to yeah. post that much like you know what i mean yeah. A movie. Yeah. like <laughs> yeah. even if you have a movie a book a fucking hour special and like and you just had a baby yeah uh-huh. it's also like who's who's 
like on his page going like, all right, keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes no sense to me is like I have a family member who does it, too. And I'm like, no likes, no shares, no comments. But you keep going. You just keep going. <laughs> like, it's like, gee, who is this for? It is the answer is it's for, for, for her. It's like, for them. Yeah. It's yeah. for them. It's like. It you know that's their they're going through their social media and it's like I don't necessarily believe that there was that social dilemma documentary I don't necessarily believe that like the phone or the um the social media in particular are like designed to divide us but I do believe that phones are addictive and dopamine hits are addictive and I think that like people sit on their phones and just go through each app and just retweet or repost memes or like, you know, do the conspiracy. And it's like a cycle in their life and they do it on the clock and they just do it all the time. And mm-hmm. it's like they're addicted to that feeling of like of, of being angry. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think they're designed to divide us, but I think that's what they do. Like they're. Yeah, I agree. They're not like I don't think engineers were like, let's divide people. I just think that's (laughs) how it works out, like kind of because of human nature and, you know, us wanting to find people who agree with us and just all of that. But the effect is terrible. And I mean, no doubt, like the like thing, it's not like it's like an addiction, but. Or it, I mean, it is, you can literally feel like, uh, that, like you can physically be like, oh, wow, I can feel a weird dopamine rush from something getting liked. Like that's, it's a, it's and you're a relatively rational adult who's like, can override that with ration and be like, that's pointless that I feel that way. It doesn't matter. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't think most people do that little bit of extra to be like, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm like a primate who's manipulatable. I guarantee you, if you look at my f- cell phone usage from January 6th, the present day, it's gone up like 50% because yeah, of course. I am like, I've been, first of all, the sixth, I couldn't leave my computer screen, watching the news, going on Twitter, going on Reddit, like reading what the fuck's happening. Like, during the siege and stuff. And then after that, the aftermath and then like wondering what's next, my buddy's brothers and like the national guard, he's now in DC. Like there's just all this shit that like, it's like fucking terrifying and scary and shitty. And like, I, I saw myself getting completely involved in it. And it's been like in my head, I like half rationalize it being like, well, this is very important to be informed about this in particular thing but like the problem with social media is you you might go on there with the intention of like trying to be updated but then you're all of a sudden in a subreddit about like whatever the fuck and the Steelers or something and then you're like yeah what where's my day like my day is gone but like I think anxiety and like also feeds into people checking their phones because like when you're in a time like this, the quickest way to get the news is Twitter, or, you know, Reddit or whatever. Like you have to wait for six o'clock for the news to come on TV. It, it really, wait a minute. You make me think of um, like this past week. I'm I, my goal. I don't know the year is to get under, never have my phone in the bedroom. That's why I got a classic alarm clock. Cause I'm like, all right. Cause I spend the first like 30 to 40 minutes of my day 
almost always just in bed on my phone. And it's like, yep. what a waste of life. And by the way, the last 40 minutes too, you're laying in bed. You're like, yeah, hey, might as well just be on my phone. So it's like the last. But then you're on it for and, a long yeah. enough time yep. where it's you. You just go like, oh, five minutes. But it's not five minutes almost ever, really. So, but it, the other day I had a uh, notification, the screen time app, and it was like, your screen time is down 21% this week. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, to four hours and 53 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, I got so long to go. <laughs> yeah. Mine hovers between like four and six hours. But during yeah. the capital siege and stuff, I got one the other day that said, your average time per day for the week was seven hours and 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, sounds right. Jeez, yeah, and then you have to sometimes do work on it, and you're like, "This doesn't count. This doesn't count." Yeah, yeah, I know. There's that, and you try and justify it by being like, "This GPS. I bet it counts my GPS time." <laughs> yeah, fuck them, fuck them. What are you saying, Christian? Um, I'm just going on uh, conspiracy subreddit, and I'm going to read some of these um, uh, headlines. Not even headlines, but titles, because they're not necessarily headlines. They're just titles of posts. Um, the new normal 2021 documentary, which is of course, everybody loves a good conspiracy documentary. Of course. Uh, Puerto Rico actively spelled actively wrong. Uh, actively hid a, to make orange man look bad. Um, now deleted Forbes article from 2010, describing why the who fake, why the world health organization faked the pandemic. God, no, I thought it was the band. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What it is like Jimmy Page or whoever. Get together, what I'm after till the day I die. Hoax. Yeah. And then this article is, but the, here's the thing though. It's like, it's a Forbes article from 2010, but it's from a subscriber. It's not from the, one of the writers. It's just, it's read more Forbes opinions here. I'm an attorney, photojournalist, and author of five heavily researched books. Uh, that's so. I love when people put their like their bios. Like I've written five heavily researched books. That's not. <laughs> yeah, they every book published. is supposed to be researched. <laughs> yeah. You fucking idiot. Yeah, it's like it's like saying I've written five uh, award-winning children's novels. It's like, well, what awards did you win? Um, uh, my, my kid gave me a star. <laughs> Daddy is special. Uh, award. People fall, like people fall for that shit all the time. Like the, the idea of credibility is so easy to like fake to some people. Oh, oh dude. It's so much easier to fake credibility. Cause the only way to have credibility was like, all right, I'm on TV and they're like, okay, he's credible. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it's also like you hear attorney, you're like, Ooh, smart people are attorneys. It's like, fucking Salino and Barnes are attorneys. Like yeah. I'm not going to trust their fucking right. conspiracy book. Someone sent me an email about um, the COVID vaccine. Like read this before you take the COVID vaccine. And uh, I looked at it. It was a YouTube video by a doctor and this doctor was at the, um, the, uh, the siege, <laughs> the capital. Yeah. And you just go, okay. Okay. All right. Clearly one side of his personality is winning over the other one or hers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and then the, but that's the thing of like someone finding the doctor so they could go, yes, a doctor. It's, it was, that's the, that's a version of like when Republicans are like so happy 
as are Democrats too. But when Republicans are like, oh, a black, the black Republican, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you're yeah. the black Republican now. Like, let's trot you out. <laughs> there, there can only be one black, Repu- famous black Republican. <laughs> it's like Highlander, fucking <laughs> Herman Cain versus fucking Colin Powell. Herman Cain, Colin Powell, Ben Carson. Um, yeah, Herman Cain's dead now. Herman Cain, oh, R.I.P. And then uh, R.I.P. Candace, rest in power, King. Candace Owens, right? Yeah. So, so, but um, that's what that doctor. She's that equivalent of the doctor that said it. My sisters, yeah. if you like talk to my sisters and how visibly frustrated they get by America not necessarily being super like people not celebrating that there's a vaccine. Yeah. It just like. It just shows like we well, are I'm not taking it. it. I'm not taking it unless I see I, I'm going to wait like two years. Fuck you. Okay. It's a miracle. Take it. You All fucking right, well, idiot. Yeah. You fucking do you realize how little geniuses we have left and what they did to make this fucking vaccine? Take it. You dickhead. This is, this is the thing is everyone. God damn it. I am legend did so much damage to like I know. <laughs> everybody's dude. That's what like bothers me. Sorry to cut you off, Brett. No, but that's everybody's it. knowledge of everything just comes from movies. Everyone's yeah. theories of how things are going to work are going to come from movies. Oh, there's a secret clandestine group trying to take over America. Where do you see that from? Fucking Con Air. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking moron. Well, yeah, in man. kindergarten, we watched Armageddon. Well, dude. <laughs> there's, a science, there's a rocket coming to America and the president. And uh, that's why everybody thinks the president has all the powers in the world. Like, someone was like, someone told me, same person, was like, uh, you should watch out because on inauguration day, Trump's going to turn off the grid. The power grid. And I'm like, yeah. it's not like a switch he has. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He can't do that. He can't do that. He doesn't have the authority to do that. Or the and also on inauguration day, like as yeah. the transfer transfer of power is happening, it's like someone he's gonna make a call and he's gonna go, hey, turn the switch, and the guys, go, well, I gotta do it. It's the president, <laughs> dude. You that's what annoys me so much too. And I I think I I, I don't want to talk about the same thing over and over again. But people have no idea how things work, and then they just yeah. fill in the gaps with bananas shit that makes no sense. Like this person literally doesn't know how electricity grids work, and not that I do. I'm not some fucking person who knows. But I also know that like there isn't a switch yeah. underneath the Oval Office. What if right now, as we're recording, all, <laughs> as we're recording, all of our power goes out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> oh shit! He did it. Your friend is your friend's a genius who knew all. Yeah. See, like every time I see that, yeah. it's like people are like, "Well, you know, steel beams don't melt at those temperatures." What temperatures? What are you talking? Like, they're like the, the ones. They're like, dude. They they said that office fires usually burn at these temperatures. Okay, but how do we know an office and the World Trade Center is the same? You Wait. have no idea. You don't know. Yeah. They, 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 then they'll be like, yeah, they don't dumb, shit, shit. dumb shit spreads faster than smart shit. Yeah. Uh, spare change has been viewed more times than the Mythbusters busting the myth about steel beams melting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, I know that's true. Also, the, th- the idea of spare change annoys me so much because he has more than one movie. And it's like, okay. If you if you if your thing is like I really got to prove that the towers were you know actually brought down it's a conspiracy and all that you make one movie 
And then you go, guys, I'm doing a public service. You don't go, all right, go to my website, buy my merch. <laughs> like exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. Buy the spare change merch, get a spare change hat. And uh, dude, be on the lookout for the sequel. We purposely mid- let out, uh, left out some of the facts and we wanted to put it in the sequel. Like, it's like when Corey Feldman up. like when Corey Feldman was like, I, I'm going to expose all the Hollywood pedophiles but you have to go to my website and pay $10 to, to do it. Like, yeah, so join, have it. join my Patreon and then I'll let everybody know. <laughs> like, For the good of the world, join my that's Patreon. What's, that's what's going to happen is some genius scientist is like, all right, I figured out the cure for cancer, but it's behind a paywall. And like, you got to yeah. subscribe you know what? to Patreon. That's actually, that's actually amazing because – you know, if they charge for the vaccine, if it was five hundred dollars a pop, more people would believe that it's ac- actually. Oh my god! Like, you know what I mean? Right? They'd be like, "Oh uh, well, you see, it costs a thousand dollars, so you got to get it, so it actually works." Because they want they want to make sure we can't get it. We need a yeah. Gwyneth. We need Goop to release a vaccine. We need a Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you need to have like a an Apple logo on the side of the syringe and, you know, call it the eye vaccine and be like, dude, it comes with an upgrade. And you're like, Oh shit, dude. Sponsored by fucking Jenny McCarthy is the spokesperson. (laughs) (laughs) We need you now, Jenny. If you say the vaccine works, that'll do so that'll shake the anti-vax community. Not like, even they would. They would go. She's she sold out, dude. She's, oh, you're, she's, you're right. She's compromised now. <laughs> she's it compromised. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're Jenny right. McCarthy, yeah. Who, by it's, the way, got all vaccines when she was a child. How convenient! Yes. You don't have the measles, and then you get to talk shit about vaccines. Fuck you, you dumb bitch. Fuck you. Yeah, you are. You are right, Christian. As soon as the someone sells out, the cult just throws them away. It's like, you know. Mike Pence was like, all right, I'm not going to block the election. And it truly un like impossible. It's just impossible to do. And yeah. they were like, all right, guess we got to hang him. <laughs> yeah. He's a pedophile now. He's been, he's been on the up and up for four years. And now finally. Yeah. He's switched mean, over. Oh my God. It's, it's just ridiculous, man. I don't know. I don't know. I get, you feel like it's going to be better, but now it's almost going to be worse because now it's just fucking. Well, yeah, just gonna be even, yeah. I was almost going to go to DC. I was, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Not, I mean, I'm in Virginia. My sister's driving back up to New York and I was like, Oh, for the inauguration. And it's since I was going to drive. Yeah. No, this isn't even a bit. Like, I was going to go on the sixth. <laughs> oh, like, oh my God. Way. Oh my God. That's crazy. Um, I mean, I have a friend who I'm pretty sure would have gone, had he not found a woman, thank God. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, <laughs> instead of, instead of go- seriously huh? question that woman's judgment, but good for her. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he is a, a person who was pro civil war right today. Like oh, we need boy. one. And, you know, he saw, I came over to his house to see the foot. Like we were going to go get dinner. And his response was like, he was like jacked up. Like, this is, oh my God, this is, was a long time coming. He was like the fall of Rome. It always happens to civilizations 300 years in. And then you go like, wait, aren't you, don't you like, I thought you loved America. What is your, there's no logical consistency of like Patriot love America. Yeah. But then like, oh, it's happening. The decline. Awesome. 
and I won a civil war. And but one of my best friends, who's the best man at my wedding, voted for Biden. But don't kill him. He's cool. Like, right. <laughs> just so dumb. It's like I want. <laughs> it's like I'm really worried about Obama implementing authoritarianism, but. <laughs> I can't wait to see when Trump does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, there's no consistency. That's we're all hypocrites, but boy is yours. Very pronounced. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's embarrassing how it gets that way. It, it's like, like I never wanted to, see, I never wanted Obama to be my dictator. You know what I mean? I like, it, it, yeah. it just, I don't, we could talk about it to death, but. It just it's just indoctrination. Well, this is like this is no, this is like the last time. This is like yeah. when it's <laughs> end, when it's ending in a relationship. Eventually, your friends got to be like, all right, man, you got to stop talking about it. Yeah, you got to yeah. stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this is what it is for Trump. It's like we can get one more out there, and then you know we can't forever be like, oh, but you know. Can you believe the Muslim ban? <laughs> but I do feel like I actually do. I talked right on stage where I was saying that like Trump's presidency has been like dating a, a, a just being in a toxic relationship. Yeah. It with is. like a crazy person. Yeah. And like this just feel like the end thing where you're like, all right, she, yeah, she's, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's crazy. I should, it's, it's, she burned my house. Uh, I gotta, we gotta move on from this. And he's like, no, I'm not leaving. <laughs> You're like, okay. You're like, not even like in it or afraid anymore or anything. You're like, yeah. You're like you just that moment of clarity of like, oh my God. All right. All right. Let's, let's move on here. I don't even have hard feelings anymore. That's how over <laughs> yeah. I am. <laughs> it's like, I wish you the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That is hilarious. Hey, anyway, I think that's so. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Last thoughts on Trump, Christian. So to sum it up, you're saying no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no hard feelings, brother. Just, just leave. You go your way, and I'll go mine. And uh, maybe I'll write a song about you. <laughs> All right, that's that. We did our we did our due diligence, gentlemen. Yeah, I, think I believe so. All right. it all up, everybody. Uh, Go follow Christian Duran Comedy at ChristianDuranComedy.com at Christian Mm -hmm. Duran SVP, all platforms. Are we doing each other's plugs? (laughs) You know, no, I'm not, you know, but if you want to plug me and you feel like, you know, I mean, you can use your plugs for yourself, Christian. Go ahead. (laughs) Brett underscore Raybold. Is it just Brett Raybold? Brett Raybold. God damn it, dude. (laughs) I mix up yours and Whitmer's. <laughs> uh, Brett Raybold on all social media platforms. And uh, follow me at Real Donald Trump. No, I... <laughs> Just go. It doesn't matter. Have a good <laughs> week. <laughs> all right. See, ya. See you guys. <laughs> all right. Zencaster.